from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. Happy New Year, everybody. This is G and Ursula Show. Mike Lewis fills in for Ursula. Chef is here. Nick is here. We appreciate all of you for listening and hanging out on this show all the time. Coming up at 1030, there is a, well, we thought it was going to be, but it's not the Epstein the Ep- the Ep- the Ep- the list. Sorry, my microphone got out of the way there. I got a little too hyped up. <laughs> it, was, it was, I think it was just Ep- fleeing. <laughs> The Epstein list is coming out, and we're going to be talking about that. Was it what you expected? We do that at 1030. But right now, let's get to what's new at 10. What's new at 10. All right. What is happening with Governor Inslee's efforts to clean up homeless camps along state highways? Chris Sullivan joins us now. Good morning, Brother Sullivan. Good morning. But first, just let me ask. Oh, no. I was ta- I thinking about coming. this yesterday. Mike Lewis? <laughs> did, anybody what's coming. <laughs> did anybody, and I stuck with food, anybody come with Tootsie Pop? Oh, oh, Tootsie Pop? Oh, oh no. Oh, because no. you got this like, hard, like hard exterior. <laughs> okay. This hard exterior. Okay. It's kind of smooth in places. <laughs> But it's a soft underbelly and inside that uh, we all fall that, in love that with. That causes it's, cavities. Yeah, it's the soft inside, but the hard exterior shell. I just, I just, you know what, Sully? I just like that when you think about Mike Lewis, you're thinking about chocolate. All yeah, right, here exactly. we go. Yeah. And again, I'll and take the, that as a compliment. And a lot of candy on the outside. Yeah, so this is what is called the Rights of Way Safety Initiative. This is something we talked about. The legislature uh, approved some money for this a couple years ago. By the way, they've renamed this thing, the Encampment Resolution Program. That kind of happened under the radar, but that's its new name. But the bottom line is the same. They're trying to figure out what to do. To They identified uh, a bunch of camps in five different counties uh, as they started with this. 33 of them so far in five counties, you know, King, Pierce, Nahomish, uh, Thurston, and Spokane. And they found about 1,630 people in these 33 camps. They have cl- cleaned and closed now 31 of them in the less than two years that they've been doing. And 1,068 people that they have contacted accepted housing because that's how this this program was set aside, that you can't clean the camp and move them out until you have some place to put them. OK, so that's how they did it. And so about 68 percent of the people, uh, sorry, 65 percent accepted the housing. Of that, 78% are still housed. It's only about 860, 870 people. Most of them are still in temporary shelter, very few in permanent or or more stable. Uh, So it's just kind of a snapshot, you know, kind of a year and a half, almost two years into this thing that they have cleaned out those camps. Uh, They've done a lot of efforts to keep people from moving back in. They've added a ton of boulders, a lot more boulders than I think people were expecting along uh, the I-5 corridor, especially in Olympia, Mm. uh, which is the reason why I did, because I just drove down to Portland last weekend, and I hadn't seen it since they started the process in October. Uh, and they cleaned that whole area around Sleater Kinney, which was, I mean, just really, really dangerous. The people were right there with yeah, no barrier were, next to the those. freeway, yeah, yeah. just not safe. And so I think it's, I, I just want, you know, highlight these numbers. Sure, some people like, oh, it's not great numbers to me. I'm like, no, that's great. They closed the camps, which is good. And the people that they found housing for, there's a decent of them st- uh, still, you know, uh, uh, what I would consider a success. And and here's the thing that strikes, and I don't know that this is statistically spot on, but I suspect it's pretty close. 
why is it we're in a situation where our most successful homeless or unhoused agency is a transportation department? Well, because I think it came down to, Mike, that it's a safety, the the safety not only of the traveling public, but of the people. I mean, no, no, I'm saying this as a flattering thing. thing is like, that's what it took, is there was a combination of this is not a good place for them to be. But but I think that. I think there may be something more subtle going on here. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but they had their 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 goal was fairly specific. Their outside influences were fairly minimal. Yet my drift, I mean like like this was something that they could actually focus on and they went straight to people, got them in. They literally I mean this clearing them is is not really what should be praised. Housing them is what Finding should be them praised. Finding them a place to be. Correct. And their and their rate of getting that done I don't know that I've seen an agency in Seattle do better. I agree. And, and, and I again, think that's why it's worth maybe highlighting. I'm, I, maybe I'm not understanding the nuances here, but there's something here that's very, very interesting. And, and especially, Sully, what make sure it's clear. Of those that have been, it was it, the total was sixteen hundred and why? Yeah, sixteen hundred and uh, what thirty? Sixteen thirty of the sixteen thirty, you're basically saying nearly half of them are still housed. Correct. That's the part where Correct. that's Bingo. impressive. That's exactly it, right? Yeah, and again, but the pro, you know, but then you look at the very far number, which tells you kind of what you really have to, where we have to go from here. Only eight percent of that found something we, they would consider stable. Everybody else is still kind, of, you know. So in other words, they might be at a shelter, they might be at one, you know, a temporary hotel somewhere, a situation like that. But there's still there's still a roof over their head. Who right? had the most, Sully? Uh, uh, up along the who do you well, believe? The biggest camp, and again, this one was kind of an aberration, was in Spokane what they called Camp Hope. Remember, we talked for a long time. Mm -hmm. And this wasn't right next to the freeway. There was a a lane of street traffic, but it was a big DOT property where a bunch of RVs had set up and there was a big, you know, they called it Camp Freedom, Camp Camp Hope. So there was about 470 people in that one. Uh, And so uh, that was the biggest. The next biggest one was right here at I-90 and I-5, kind of going under what we used to call the jungle and kind of the whole area there. Uh, They had about 175 people. And then the one at Slater Kinney was 150, which was number three. So those were like three of the biggies that were out there just a logistical question here you mentioned something earlier that i was wondering so when they put when they so they put in boulders in some place where in it some makes places sense. where yes. it makes sense but is that but they're putting in boulders in places where there are encampments that were too close to the freeway i mean isn't that also potentially a problem Right, well, like the boulders rolling down. Yeah, well, or, or, or people going off, you know, who swerve off and and before they would have been. I'm not saying they would have hit a, hit, hit an encampment, but on a patch of grass. But now they're going to be running well, into the, something well, much the more. Place, like if let, let's go Sleater Kenny. If you're familiar with that area, where they put the boulders, there was along the north side of the freeway next to the Hobby Lobby. If you, if anybody knows, I know where that is. Yeah. So there's a there was a big long fence there, and they were up about ten or twelve feet, and then there was a flat area before the fence. I see. Okay, so it wasn't like right next to the freeway. Another okay. place they did is they put it up and under an overpass because there were the people they were actually taking concrete blocks out from the overpass and using that. them for shelter. Yes. Then you look at some place like Delta Park or Jansen Beach down in Portland, they just flatten that whole area with boulders. And that's one where you could drive right off and hit them. Right. Not so much here in Washington because there's some other there were at least there in Olympia right. from what I saw. But yeah, in Portland I was surprised they bouldered the heck out of a lot of different places where you could just drive off yeah, and, if you, if you and went get off road by you, mistake you, you 
they're that, definitely beefed yes. up. Right? I, I keep hearing uh, this claim floated around that the governor is spending a million dollars per homeless person, and he's going to ask for more money. Is this the same uh, data set that we're talking about? I, I'm not sure this, uh, but this is the rights of way initiative mm-hmm. only, which is only for Washdot or state property. Yeah. So for him, there might be an umbrella that goes over the you know, homeless in other areas of this. One hundred and forty three million dollars was allocated. They've spent 80. So that breaks out to about ninety six thousand dollars a person with that simple math. Uh, and again, those are kind of misleading when people say it costs X amount. Well, it may not be X amount to house. They have have to do all the cleaning work, they have to do the yeah. site prep, then they have to do all the work to prevent people from getting back in, plus the housing, plus you have to pay the outreach people. So there's a lot, but yeah, it breaks down to about 96000 per it. under this right. particular program. Sully, yeah. appreciate you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, what do you got going on the rest of the day? Uh, let's see. I got to get, get, get to the gym. Uh, got to eat all your sugar um, <laughs> and all the other stuff. And I gotta, you know, you're just going to listen gotta, to yeah, Tootsie Pop the rest of the day. You've got to keep the overall Cairo balance. If G stops sugar, then the rest Trust of the day. Trust me, the weight's all coming more. my way. But I am on day three without drinking beer, so I'm feeling pretty good. Hey. And today will be day four. Tomorrow will be back to zero. Right. <laughs> Make sure you guys listen to Sully in the morning time so you can get all your traffic oh, yeah, feed. Light tomorrow. <laughs> See you, Sully. Thanks, man. Uh, speaking of Sully, Sully was in the newsroom earlier, and he read this on his computer screen, and he said, we get email pitches all the time, and this morning, we got an email pitch, and it was about, no, no, seriously, we do really do get email pitches, but it was about states with the most beautiful residents. No, no, this is this is real, y'all. According to bonusfinder.com, where do you all think that Washington State would rank at? Out of 50 states, where does Washington State rank? Well, before I tell you that, how about I go over the top 10? And maybe you're thinking, Washington's in the top 10. (laughs) No, (laughs) not the top 10. But I am just curious. Here we go. Number 10, North Carolina. Number 9, Oklahoma. Disagree. Number eight, Florida. All right. Number seven, Vermont. Never been there. Vermont? Yeah, I know. Number Ah. number six, Hawaii. Okay. Plausible. Number five, New York. Plausible. Yep. Number four, Nebraska. No, no comment. Yeah, no. I'm. I'm, st- I'm. I guess I still was hung up on Vermont, but yeah, Nebraska and Vermont in the top ten. All right. I mean, nope. maybe it's just a ratio. Maybe there's just so few yeah. people. I'm, I'm going to give you the one good per- looking person moves in and suddenly. That I'm going to give hot. you. I'm going to give you the data that they analyze. Uh, number three, Texas. Agree. Strongly Completely. agree. Strongly totally. agree totally. with Texas. Totally. Number two, California. All right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, but I left, so it was now, number one. Now, number one, I don't get it. I'm actually from this state. I just don't get it. Illinois? Illinois, number one. This data that was analyzed, it comes from the amount of beauty pageant winners, sexy celebrities, Victoria's Secret Angels, and even the number of (laughs) self-proclaimed models for hire to reveal the regions with the most attractive folks. Now... Robin, Sci- in other words, scientific. Scientific, right. <laughs> Kirk and Pialop says, I say 37th for Washington. Robin Pialop says, probably 25. Luca and Eastlake says, I would say Washington ranks in the 40s. I'll admit, I thought, me personally, if I Washington, I'd say, you know what? 19? 
20 at the worst? Yo, the disrespect, 43rd, 43. Come on now. There's no way Washington ranks number 43 in the country when it so, comes to good-looking residents. I, I'm mad. But, but if you look at their criteria, one, I don't know that there's the same level of, say, pageant culture here <laughs> that there is in Texas yeah. and in Florida. Yeah. Probably Nebraska, definitely California. So, I mean, there could be things that if you look at the data sets they're using that actually make you like Washington even more than you do now. Yeah. I'm just looking for something optimistic. Uh, chef, before we move on to real news, I look, by the way, I appreciate you sneaking this in. Your yeah. thoughts on this, sir? I, I think it makes complete sense. What? Yeah, I mean, we no, none of the people's sexiest man alive have ever come from Washington State. No Miss Teen USA ever. And, I mean, if we're going to go with, uh, you know, an objective perspective on this, for six months of the year, who could tell? <laughs> it's like not until, like, it gets to 70 degrees before you notice, oh, my gosh, this place has a lot of really attractive people. Because everywhere is, like, wearing Everyone parkas. Looks kind of the same for about yeah, four months. Like like, no, no, like, no. no. Where is Alaska on this list? I need to pull that list back up. Uh, Hold on, hold on. This is where I just really disagree with Chef and anybody else that believes that 43 is a good rank for Washington. Every single time that we talk about the health side of things, we talk about obesity in this country, we talk about all these different things, Washington is usually in the top five (laughs) For sure, top 10. Now y'all want to try to say that Washington is 43? You mean to tell me there's only seven states that are uglier than the state of Washington? Hard (laughs) disagree. Now, you might say that Washington is what? (laughs) Lasagna. (laughs) Now, I do want to go to the Nebraska. Anybody been to Nebraska? I've never been. Nope, I have. What do you think about that? Nebraska, number... So I number four. I, I mean, again, I think it may be just if Nebraska has two people that made it into pageants, oh. you know, and yeah. it, on a per capita basis, Fair. that's maybe the two best looking. I mean, you know, in a state, in one of the few states in the country that has steadily that in South Dakota that has lost population, not gained population. It could be that they're just dealing with fewer numbers. One hot person moves there and suddenly it's number one. I just, Alaska's 49. Alaska's 49. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to give you some more news. What's, what's the last one? What's the last, what's the last place? Oh, uh, South Dakota. Uh, yes. Oh, South. There you go. Yeah. I'm just picking on the South Dakota right I there. Know. Here we go. Uh, New Seattle City Council President Sarah Nelson wants more money for police officers and tax breaks for businesses. Here's what she told Como 4's Chris Daniels. Is there room for B&O tax breaks or other tax incentives? I know what... Uh, I know what happens when we've got empty storefronts and no business activity whatsoever downtown. And so we have to consider the fact that encouraging economic activity does generate revenue in the long term. I'm smart enough to defer on this topic because I would like to ask a business owner that is in downtown Seattle Mm -hmm. his thoughts on the tax breaks for businesses. Mike? I, I think that, and I'm hoping that this isn't a trend, but but uh, Council Member Nelson is, is, has a little bit of a history of being 
uh, broad on ideas and super short on specifics. And and I think that this one, as far as the business which I pay, the business operation taxes for the various taxes you pay, they finally dropped the the fee I have to pay if you have an electrified sign that hangs over a sidewalk, which you have to pay S dot some sort of fee for that. Uh, yeah. I guess reserve public safety or whatever. I don't know. And and so all of but all of those things collectively are usually not. They, they can hurt, but they're usually not a pivot point as to whether or not a business is going to be successful. Your, your big expenses are your landlord mm-hmm. and your employees, your supply chain, things like that. So I don't know what they can do. If they can find some way to, to get landlords to cut a break in downtown and get people moved in and give them like a five-year glide path to yeah. be able to establish them down, that makes sense. Cutting the city fees is, my guess is it sounds good and is is. It is not actually going to be sort of that thing that's It's not going to be the tipping point. It's not going to be the thing that gets more businesses in downtown. We have 30 seconds, and I'm going to go ahead and put my Mike Lewis hat on, and I'm going to follow up like a good interviewer would do. You said that uh, Sarah Nelson has a history in the past. Can you explain that? Well, when she brings up a lot of topics, I mean, she it, this and I then I never see anything like really specific. come. So maybe she's council president now. She's got a lot more responsibility. She's got a lot more public visibility. Mm-hmm. I would love and, I, and I, I've met Sarah. I like Sarah, but I would love to see someone come up and say, all right, these are the fees and ha- and then build me the bridge between these fees being cut and someone moving into an empty, a vacant storefront on Second Avenue. I'd love to see it. But I mean, and if it and if it's true, more power to her. I think that's great. Right. I'm just a little bit dubious at this point. All right. So we got scenarios coming up at 1047. And up next, the Epstein list. Um, Are there any names on that list that you are shocked about? Anything. Is this list what you thought it was going to be? Did you think it was going to be this long list? Or is this what you expected? Well, we're going to come and talk about this list. And there's one particular angle that I want to bring up with this list. We do that next. Mike Lewis hanging out. It's the Gene Orson Show. and Ursula show. Mike Lewis in for Ursula coming up at 1047. We will have scenarios, but right now, court documents related to Jeffrey Epstein have been released with names unredacted. Former President Bill Clinton is mentioned over 50 times, but there's no evidence of criminal behavior. Clinton's representative said they did not object to the unsealing. In one instance, one of Epstein's accusers says the financier had remarked that Clinton likes them young, referring to the girls. Former President Trump is mentioned in the documents, but no reference is made to any illegal behavior. Prince Andrew is referenced repeatedly in the documents. In one instance, an Epstein accuser testified that the British prince allegedly put his hand on my breast. Alan Dirkowitz, who helped Epstein get a sweetheart plea deal, is named in the filings more than 130 times. Michael Jackson, the king of pop, 
a witness named in the document said that she met Jackson at Epstein's house in Palm Beach. When asked if she gave him a, a massage, she said no. David Copperfield, a witness, said she spoke with the magician at a dinner at Epstein's home. She did not describe any illegal behavior by Copperfield. Stephen Hawking. In an email, Epstein told Maxwell she could offer a reward to friends if they could disprove certain claims, including one that Hawking had taken part in an underage orgy. Now, here is what Alan Dershowitz had to say. All the feminist groups and the radicals who think this is the worst thing in the world that anybody ever had any contact with Jeffrey Epstein. Where are all those radical feminists when it comes to the Hamas rapes? of young Jewish girls, sexual abuse, beheadings. They are quiet, they are silent. The incredible hypocrisy of the Me Too movement. Me Too, except if you're a Jew. If uh, And I wanna have a list of all the radical feminists who are pushing hard, and I understand that, to get all these names revealed. And I wanna know how many of them have ever actually condemned Hamas for the rapes that we now know occurred and the murders that occurred. How many have been silent? And how many, like the National Lawyers Guild, have actually approved of what Hamas did? Mike, before we go any further, I want to be very clear and just say this one thing. That is the worst whataboutism that I've probably ever heard in my life. And I think Alan Dershowitz just really had, I would assume, his final chapter in which he is actually relevant at all. That was extremely Awful in what he just had to say right there. Yeah, uh, it's it's a uh, it's pretty dumb. I mean, but that's Alan Dershowitz, right? I mean, this is this is nothing unusual for him to say, and of course he's going to say, "Sure, I'm in this document 160 some odd times, but what about you know what about the the dropping an atomic bomb in Hiroshima? Look how many people died there. Like this is the guy who is built. He's building these incredibly rickety bridges bridges from nowhere to nowhere. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, but that's Alan Dur- That's always been his. He's deflect, move, move the attention over to this other thing, that the other shiny thing, and ignore what you're looking at. What you're looking at <laughs> is a deeply, deeply corrupt individual. And but here's the thing. Let's back to the document. I mean, this is once again. Remember, you may not remember this. You're probably too young. Uh, both of you are. Many years ago, when when uh, Geraldo Rivera was more of a news person than a talk show person, he did that great unveil. Unveil, and this was taught television people a lesson: like never let the outcome be unknown until the show. <laughs> when he did this dramatic, it was like built up for weeks. He, they were going to blow up. They found a secret safe, the Al Capone safe in Chicago. Oh, yes. Remember this? Yes. And, then, and then they like blow it up dramatically and you walk in and it turns out there's nothing in there. No. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that this document is that, but we know, I mean, and maybe something will come out in the future that is going to be, uh, but the fact is this was a super wealthy dude. If you actually did this document on on this whole strata of wealthy people in New York and in D.C. and in Chicago and in, probably in the in the Bay Area as well, you would find that they all associate in a lot of different ways with each other. And I actually agree with what Dershowitz is saying. They're rich people who tend to hang out with what? Rich people. This is what they do. Were all of them involved in sex parties? Apparently not. All right. So what are we going to get out of this document moving ahead? We're not going to get that great 
smoking gun that's going to tell us about how Jeffrey Epstein has this secret hard drive with videos of all kinds of famous people doing things. And this is why he was killed. And like, this is what everybody where everybody wants it to go. It's not going to go there. This whole list thing infuriates me. And here's why. I'm sick and tired of it being, I'm sick and tired of seeing redacted names. I'm sick and tired of, okay, this list is going to be coming out. And oh my goodness, you wait till you see who's all on the list and all this. This is basically telling we Americans, common us commoners, right, that we don't have it like other folks. If you were there at the house, you were there at the house. If you were on the trips, on the airplane, you were there. Does it mean that you committed a crime? No. I, let's let's make this simple. Have we? Have you ever gone to someone else's home before and come to find out years later that person was a criminal? That doesn't mean that you are a criminal. That doesn't mean that you committed a crime. But Mike and Chef, I am really. It's just a continuation of showing us that there are different rules for others. Would. I'm tired of seeing redacted names. Just give us the entire list of whoever was there. And if there was a crime, let there be, you figure that out then. But the way that they are doing this really lets us know that we are trying to protect people. And that's the part that I don't think any of us like because we know that that is a nothing burger. We totally, got a nothing totally. burger with this list. And and I would also suggest that maybe at some point the media has a role in saying nothing here and not nothing here. Let's do a let's do a, a 2000 word story on that. There's nothing here. How about nothing here? And we don't do anything with it at all. And we go on and actually put this time into something that actually is going to inform us about something we need to know. Uh, this thing right now is not in the need to know. It's in I don't care. Chef, your thoughts on the list, brother? I think that there is something a little bit off about people who invest too much into this stuff and get really, really into it. You know, you know, like the amateur to catch a predator types that are constantly going down the rabbit hole or trying to find people. On. I think there's something off about these people. And there is a thirst for this list that was kind of deeply disturbing to me. Uh, and and we're not going to get any good results. But you're going to get a lot of great conspiracy theories on the Internet in perpetuity now. Right. Awesome. I mean, this is a guy who nuzzled up to a bunch of rich people, yeah. dies in jail, ostensibly by suicide. I actually think it was a suicide. But people, this is entirely it. It's set in motion. Every single thing, every single post-it that that guy touched is now somehow going to be a news story. Does anybody, like, I, I would rather them just let this story just go. Like, I I'm, I'm ready to just be done with it. I mean, because the Clinton's in there, Trump's in there, whatever. What, what, they associated with the guy. I actually don't think that any of them were associated with him in any other way than in the same sleazy ways that rich people associate with rich people. Whatever. Let's move on and talk about something that matters. No. Does, does Bill Clinton being on the list, does that change your opinion of Bill Clinton? Right. If you already feel one way about him, this doesn't change anything. Well... Excellent point. I'll just kind of go with one simple one. Where there's smoke, there's fire. (laughs) Duh. Let's do scenarios. You know what? Steph, I ain't doing that no more, man. Yeah, we're done. That topic just put me in a foul mood, man. Until it has something to say, let's not let it say anything at all. By the way, he didn't die by suicide. Coming up next, (laughs) we do scenarios. (laughs) It's the Gene Herschel Show. (laughs) 
Scenarios is brought to you by 1-800-DUI-AWAY. Let's get right to scenarios. Okay, I'm going to need your help, everybody. Brothers and sisters, go ahead. Be, keep it with a straight face. Answer this. This is 2024. Come on now. Well, here's the dilemma. I, desart, I decided to start 2024 by being honest with my boyfriend. But there's one thing I can't bring myself to tell him. I've been with him for six months, and we've lived together since November. Before we were together, I had several sugar daddies. I saw them regularly, and they were my primary source of income. It was a lot better than working. When we started dating, he asked me to stop seeing them. I told them, I told him that I had, but I didn't. I have a decent job, but make over $5,000 a month in my side hustle. My boyfriend has absolutely no idea that I'm still doing it. I don't see it as more than a part-time job that pays well. I always use protection and never let it get in the way of my relationship. Is this something I need to tell him or can I keep it to myself? Whew. The Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line is 888-973-5476. Mike, you're up the bat first, sir. But this is an easy one. I mean, of course, one, you could probably find a boyfriend who, if they had an open mind, they'd say, all right, you do whatever you want to make your, you know, we're together and do whatever you want in your free time to both be safe and make an extra, you know, wad of cash. But... Of course you would tell them. I mean, like, well, this doesn't seem like a, it seems like kind of a kind of a silly question. So what if you call it professional? Someone should know if you're actually regularly having some sort of, you know, intimate encounters with other people, regardless of whether you're getting paid or whether you enjoy it or whether you like all of that is is less important than because you professionalized it than actually being honest. Because what's going to happen? Yeah. Is you're going to go further down the road, and they are going to find out at some point. There's yes. zero qu- zero question. So deal with it now. No, don't tell him. Just break up with him because you nasty and you cheating. That's what you're doing. You are cheating on your boyfriend. <laughs> like I'm sorry that you think you call this a side hustle. A side hustle. You like you like getting paid money from rich dudes to have intimate relations with them more than you like your boyfriend. So it's pretty clear where your priority is. Break up with your boyfriend. You don't need to tell him that you're uh, doing other guys at the same time. This is just going to break his heart. You know, Chef, we every day you always send us different articles, and and I always pay attention to headlines, right? Yeah. And I'm always on like, hmm, why did that editor choose that headline? Why did that editor choose that headline? This topic right here is one of those. Why did this editor choose sugar daddies? Right? Because it's really a nice way of saying. John's. <laughs> or it's a nice way of saying, hey, it, this is the same thing as prostitution. Yeah. It's yeah. no different. Yeah. Less risk of being caught. I mean, when so so the way, uh, the, the way where I got thrown on this yeah, question yeah. was when she said, you always use protection. Because I thought, all right, if this is just, and I would still then tell them, but I thought if this is just guys who want to attract a person to go out to dinner with and flirt with a little bit and nothing actually happens, you know, then the boyfriend maybe could come around on that, or maybe not, but it's up to, but she still should yeah. talk about it. But yeah, when she said, I always use, I always use protection, I thought, well, all right, then this, th- there's actually no real discussion here at all. That's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, 
I think Chef nailed it. And I'm, but I'm trying to debate. You nailed it, Chef, but I'm going to side with Mike. Because give him an opportunity. He might be okay with it. Give him an opportunity. Give him an opportunity. Yeah. Don't just break up with him. Just say, hey, listen, it's 2024. I'm going to come clean. This is what I've been doing. Here's why I've been doing it. I told you that I stopped, but I actually didn't. You going to start giving him a cut? Like, uh, what, in what, in what, what universe would he be okay with but this? what if he is walking around the apartment and he's like, man, I do really like this Sub-Zero freezer. And <laughs> I do really like, like and it's like, and, and he's enjoying the extra money in the household. It could be that he just says, he detaches somewhat emotionally and says, all right. I, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. It's possible. There, chef got that look on his face. And he, by the way, you win with the you nasty. But I will say that there are some times that you come to your partner in a relationship and you tell the truth about something and they're like, all right, thank you. Right? I, I think the truth is the most important thing here, Chef. My brother, brain doesn't work that way. Brother Nick, what you got, man? We'll talk about an albino in the herd. I know everyone's trying to find their hustle, as the young people call it, or as I say, a second job to get more income. And going down this road is almost being selfish, taken for a boyfriend at the same time. If it's me, I'm breaking up with her. And kudos to the next guy who puts up with her antics, because he's got to be made of steel with emotions for what she does. <laughs> Talk about jumping through hoops with your mental side. It's he's even on a unicycle too. What is she doing to him? So I, I think that a lot of our opinions on this topic is that we are judging her by what she's doing. I think the worst thing that she's doing, hold on. The worst thing that she's doing is not telling him. I completely him. agree. I 100% agree. That's where I was going. Like, like, give him an opportunity to, to if he decides he wants to flex into that, great. If he decides he doesn't, great as well. And, and you still got your sugar daddy. Because, because some of us right now listening to this scenario have a friend that's stepping out on their relationship for free. 100%. So let's not judge the lady. Society quickly judges women very fast before we'll judge men for doing some of these actions that are some men are out here doing this and paying to do it the funny thing is that she Shocker. has a she is right now in the process of having a more honest relationship with the sugar daddies than her own boyfriend mm, coming up next chef is not budging he just said you nasty well he does actually he didn't say that but his eye roll yeah. indicated that very strong agree to disagree comes up next Gina so with Mike Lewis Cause good men are hard to find.